Guys, it is your girl Caitlin here with Speak of the Devil. This is episode two. I am really excited to be back with you guys. I just want to shout out everybody who listened to my podcast last week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the love and support that I got on that. You guys seriously make this possible. So thank you again. Now, into fun topics. First thing I would like to start talk about is Duke in the NBA. I wanted to kind of touch on this last week, but a bunch of stuff has happened this week. So kind of just want to dive right into that. This past week, the Duke men's basketball team actually tweeted out a graphic with a couple different guys from past teams that were on the top 100 players in the NBA. So I thought I would read them to you guys because I thought it was kind of interesting and the numbers. So we've got Jason Tatum at number seven, Brandon Ingram at 29, Kyrie Irving at 33, Zion at 40, RJ at 63, Paulo at 82, and then we got Seth Curry coming at 96. Now, all of those, I guess you could argue, are pretty much accurate. At least from my point of view, they are. Now, Seth Curry at 96, don't really know if I think that's accurate. I would put him a little higher. He's done a lot in the league so far, but you know Zion's going to come up. Anyways, it was just kind of cool to see that that many Duke players were in the top 100 NBA players because there are a lot of NBA players. We don't think about how many there are, but there are a ton. So that was a pretty cool stat that I wanted to jump off the bat and share with you guys. Also, I saw that nationally we are now number one ranked for producing NBA talent. We've got like the number one amount of guys on NBA summer teams and such. So for all those people who think that Duke does not produce NBA talent, we will pause for a second. And we'll move on. Now, we're going to go to two players that I have been keeping an especially close eye on since the NBA preseason started. One would obviously be Zion. Our guy just came back. He's playing well. He's doing good. He's not doing as good as I thought he was going to do. But again, it's preseason, so you can't really judge it. So his first game versus Chicago, he was four for six from the field goal. So, I mean, that was pretty good. He had 13 points, 5 for 5 from free throws, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. All good stats. All also only playing 15 minutes. And they got the win, which is the most important thing, I guess. It's preseason again. We know that Zion has a 20-minute limit right now, which I totally get. I'm assuming that he's going to have a 20-minute limit throughout the whole season. But 15 minutes is pretty solid. Didn't really look that tired. I watched the game. Their second game versus Detroit, they won, also good. He did about the same, 13 points, one rebound. Uh, he was 50% from the field goal range that game. He was 3 from 12 from free throws that second game versus Detroit, which is not a great stat. But Zion is pretty good at free throws. He got better at his career at Duke, so I'm not really concerned about that. The main thing with him is he looked energetic, bouncy, 
running fast. He almost ended two people's careers in the two games. He decided not to, so that was nice of him. The main thing was he just looked like he was having fun, smiling. We didn't get to see B.I., Brandon Ingram, for those who don't know his little initials. He also is one of my favorite Duke players, so I'm excited to see him come back. Now, the second guy I really wanted to talk about is Paulo. I've been keeping an eye on him, especially in these preseason games. Honestly, he hasn't been that impressive up until they played the Mavs. Grizzlies, he had eight points, did an okay job. Spurs, nine points, did an okay job. Actually, the highlight of that Spurs game was our guy Wendell Carter Jr. He was the leading scorer that game. He had 20 points, 10 rebounds. I'm not really sure how many assists or anything he has, but I know he had a double-double. I know people forget about Wendell Carter Jr. He's a beast. He's going to be great with Paulo. I kind of forgot about him because he's had injuries and stuff, so I'm excited to see them together. Now, versus the Mavs, Paulo was back to Paulo form. 19 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. He did have 2 turnovers, so that kind of cancels those other two out. But he's averaging 19 to 23 minutes preseason. Pretty good. Doesn't look bad at all. I watched two of the games. He looks amazing, healthy, feels great. Uh... Orlando actually looks pretty good. I'm I'm excited for them. Now, not many people know this about me, but I'm a Warriors fan. I did not jump on the bandwagon. People like to think that I did, but I did not. I like Steph at Davidson. I like individual players in the NBA, and it just so happened that a couple of my favorite players all went to the Warriors, so I am a Warriors fan. We are going to talk about the Draymond versus Pool thing at the end of this podcast. Don't you worry. But, yeah, I don't really like a specific NBA team. I'm more of a player person in the NBA, so obviously I follow all the Duke players. No-brainer. But I have my favorites. I'm excited to see B.I. back out there. I'm excited to see what Kyrie can do. Miss him being Kyrie. Cam has been looking good in in the preseason, and so has RJ. So, you know, I mean... Think we're going to be in good shape this year in the NBA. I'm excited to see what our guys can do, really. Now, we'll leave the little NBA topic over there for right now. We are going to circle back around to that because we all heard about the Draymond versus Pool thing at practice that got released. But keeping on with our Duke theme to start, I am going to tell you guys who I am most excited to see at Duke this season. I'm going to give you one that is probably very obvious to everyone. And then I'm going to give you my freshman that I'm excited to see since pretty much our, well, half of our team is freshmen. We've got a couple grad transfers. Obviously, I am the most excited to see Jeremy Roach come back. Think we have to give him the keys, have to let him do what he needs to do as point guard. He was just named the official team captain for this season coming up, which pretty sure none of us could think of anyone better to be the team captain other than Roach. Now, let's rewind to last season, 2021-2022. Jeremy averaged about 8.6 points a game, 2.4 rebounds, 3.2 assists, just in 39 games. Decent, right? I mean, he was good. He He did what he needed to do. To me, his jump from the regular season to the NCAA tournament is what makes me most excited to see him this year. Now, those stats I just read you, keep those in your head. 
Boom. NCAA tournament. Average 11.8 points, 2.8 rebounds, and 3 assists. That is a drastic jump. And we're talking about way, way, way more competitive competition. Whole different type of thing. The main game that sticks out to me for Jeremy Roach, this is when I was like, all right, this dude... If he comes back, he's he's taking us places next year. When we played Michigan State in the round of 32, my guy Jeremy had 15 points, but that wasn't even the highlight. The highlight was when there was a minute 15, I think, minute 15, minute 16, somewhere in that range. He hit at three and put us up by four. And without that shot, we would have lost that game. We would not have been to the final four. Incredible. I mean, I just couldn't believe the growth from the season to the tournament. It was like a light bulb switched in his head. And that dude is going to carry us right back to the Final Four. And I, I really do believe that. I think that he is going to have a great season. I'm really looking forward to what he's going to do on the court. Him and Shire have a great relationship. He seems like he has a good relationship with all the incoming guys. So we love, we love an older point guard. Maybe we can convince him to stay for three, four years. I doubt it, but we all saw when Quinn Cook stayed. I'm just saying. Jeremy, if you're listening to this, we'll take you for four years. Now, he's my favorite. Love the guy. I'm really excited to see him. Now, my favorite incoming freshman, I'm sure none of you can guess, it's got to be Derek Lively. I'm excited. I'm all in on this kid. He's 7'1". He's like 230, 235 pounds. I'm not sure if he put on any weight this summer. I'm sure he has. Number one player coming out of Pennsylvania. Isn't that crazy? Now, I don't know if you guys heard this on my intro. Uh, My dad went to Penn State undergrad. I'm a Penn State fan. Diehard Penn State football fan, okay? Can't help it. Runs in my blood. Whole family's pretty much from Pennsylvania anyways. We have gone to a million Penn State games. I didn't know this. But Derek Lively's mom played basketball at Penn State from 1988 to 92, and she was good. She scored like 1,500 points. Crazy. And she still works at Penn State, which I also did not know. So me and Lively, we actually have a couple connections. Anyways, just a little side note on that. But I am excited to see Lively. I think he's going to be great. I've been watching the highlights of the team, seeing him play, stuff like that looks awesome. Fun fact, Cam Reddish actually went to West Town School as well, same place that Derek Lively came from. He seems like a good kid. He's he's so tall. There's just no way that we should be getting killed on the boards or anything like that this year. We've also got a couple different guys like grad transfers and stuff that I'm really excited about. Uh it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Um Derek Lively seems like a good kid too. Seems like he's got his head on right, shoulders on right. I'm I'm really excited about this. So, yeah. Anyways, he's going to be my favorite freshman, I'm convinced. I like them all, but Lively and I, we got the Pennsylvania connection. <laughs> we're going to be we're going to be friends. I can feel that. No, I'm just kidding. Now, next thing I want to address with you guys, the Champions Classic is November 15th at 9:30 p.m. in Indiana. We play Kansas. We are the late game. Shocker there. I'm going to be there. I'm excited. This game is going to be an intense battle. Good first test for our guys. Shire will have them ready. I know Roach will come out ready. I'm excited to see all the freshmen with the grad transfers intertwined. So 
If you guys are going to the Champions Classic, make sure you hit me up on Twitter or anything. I'm trying to meet up with as many fans as possible. Does not have to just be Duke fans. Kansas, Michigan State, Kentucky, you're all welcome as well. Just trying to meet up with a bunch of people. I'm excited to go. Try to go to the Champions Classic every year. It's really fun. Such a good time, especially when Duke wins. So that is always a good time. Now, I told you we were going to touch back on the NBA I'm going to go ahead and dive back into this Draymond versus Poole thing because I have been seeing it everywhere. And being a Warriors fan, I'm not biased at all. Now, I have my own opinions about Draymond Green. I watched the video that TMZ released, watched it a couple times, watched a bunch of different angles of the video, and I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's bad. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have punched him in the face like that. Not great, especially if your teammates can't really understand how you uh, come back from something like that. But what I will say is I read the backstory a little bit of it, too. Seems like Poole had been in his ear a couple times, a couple practices before that. Shoved him first. So I guess maybe be ready to get hit if you're going to shove a guy, especially a dude like Draymond. But Draymond should not have punched him like that. Now everybody's like, the Warriors are collapsing, just won the NBA championship, and now they're they're done. Relax. I realize that that video getting leaked is not the best thing to happen for the Warriors, but it's also not the end of the world. You got Steph, you got Clay, they're all handling it. Draymond did come out and publicly apologize, saying that he was hurt, so he hurt Poole, which to me just kind of sounds like a cop-out. I'm sure they've talked about it one-on-one and I hope for the Warriors sake and for my sake that they can get it together but I've never been really big on Draymond I know he's a he's a hustle kind of guy and he does the little things but can't be bringing that negative energy to a team practice especially preseason what is so serious about that come on you just kidding around anyways I have my that's my opinion on it I know people have their own opinions on it but that's mine So another thing I wanted to touch with you guys is I just watched the Redeem Team documentary on Netflix. Oh yeah, we all know who's in that. Our dear, dear, dear Coach K, the GOAT. That's the main reason why I watched it, I'm not going to lie to you, but when I was watching it, it made me tear up, it made me happy, it made me feel all different kinds of emotions, Uh, you know. Kobe being on there was hard to watch, but it is really incredible to see how they switched when Mike took over there. It's crazy. And one of the quotes that stuck out to me, man, he his speeches, they're incredible. If you you need if you have not seen the Redeem team on Netflix, you need to go watch it. It is such a good documentary about the team, not just about Coach K. Put your feelings aside for Duke. This man did an incredible job with the USA basketball team, the way he motivated them, the way he practiced with them. I mean, you're not telling me that any other coach could do that with that group of guys in that era. You're looking at LeBron, you're looking at Kobe, you're looking at D-Wade, you're looking at Melo. These guys were all in the prime of their career during this. So you got all of those egos coming in, and Coach K did not care. In fact, actually, I think in one of the clips with LeBron, he straight up did not care that Coach K got hired. He hated Duke. You can, he says it in there. He said he hated Duke growing up where he grew up. You hated everything about Duke. You hated Coach K. So when Coach K got hired, he was just kind of like, eh. And now fast forward, they're, they're best friends pretty much. He could call on him for anything and it's, it's crazy. Now, 
there were a couple quotes that stuck out to me, but one of the most hilarious things that Coach K did, right before they're about to go out their first game in Beijing, (laughs) he comes on, he's talking to all of them, he's saying the F word, every other word, which, I mean, God love that man. Good for you. He goes, you blank blank will eventually be grandfathers, or I'm not exactly sure how he worded it, He said, your grandson's going to be sitting on your lap and look up at you. Granddad, weren't you in the Olympics? What did you do? Well, son, we lost to that effing Greek team. (laughs) Then they sat there and then he goes, where's grandma? So it's just, it's funny. Like he was giving them real life situations to motivate them and get them hype. He printed out the game where they played Manu. He printed out different quotes about Ginobili and how much better he was than everybody else. Second best shooting guard in the league, second best guard in the league. Kobe, being the greatest that he was, took that upon himself and guarded him the whole entire game that game. He ended up getting hurt, but you see what I'm saying. Coach K is a great motivator. Gonna miss that man on the court at Duke games. It was just an incredible, incredible documentary. Honestly, seriously, it was great. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. Now, I know that I told you guys that I was going to have a guest on this week, and I have that episode recorded. We are just actually going to add on to it tomorrow, so I will be releasing my featured guest. He is a dude that trains NBA athletes and works with the NBA. He will be on this upcoming Sunday, so don't worry. I didn't forget about that. We just wanted to add on a little bit of context because of what had happened this past week in the NBA. So just giving you guys a little bit more in the podcast world. So promise I didn't forget about it. He will be on with me this upcoming Sunday. Not today, obviously. Now, that's pretty much everything I wanted to touch with you guys on this week. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to the Champions Classic. We've got Countdown to Craziness coming up. I'm not sure how many days, but I know it's soon. Wish I could go to that, but I cannot. And I am just so excited for the season to start. I'm excited for college basketball to be back. I'm excited for the NBA to be back. It's going to be a great year. And I am so excited for this podcast to keep going throughout all of that. Now, I know I originally said that I would be releasing these bi-weekly. I'm going to go ahead and switch it over to weekly. So every Sunday, an episode of this podcast will be out. Season's starting up. Um, there's going to be a lot to talk about. So there's no need to wait for a week in between. Also, I will always have something to say about Duke. So I'm really excited to start getting more guests on here and everything like that. So yeah, we're going to go weekly, not bi-weekly anymore. No need to do that. Like I said, next week I will have my special guest on with me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Hopefully we got to talk about a little stuff that you guys wanted to talk about. If you guys have any recommendations or things you would like for me to address, please, please, please hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. My name is kthomasoni one That's Twitter and Instagram. Again, follow me if you haven't for podcast updates and everything like that. Thanks for tuning in again this week, you guys. I hope you have a great week. Get excited for basketball to be back full time. See you guys.